this is Shamika Harris, the podcast host, and welcome to Rise Beautiful Soul. This podcast is committed to providing a space for women to understand, explore, and appreciate every aspect of our being. Rise Beautiful Soul is a platform combining counseling and psychological concepts, exploring the feminine archetypes, spirituality, and personal experience. So, welcome to a space where your soul has the privilege to rise, shine, and self-actualize. Rise, beautiful souls. Welcome back. This is Mika and Margaret. (laughs) And welcome back to our Girlfriends Reviews. Yeah. Yes. Corona editions. (laughs) The Rona Tales. (laughs) How are you? I'm doing all right. (laughs) I am surprised how well I'm taking it. Okay. Well, why are you you surprised? It felt so sudden. Mm-hmm. And usually I'm like, I need time to prepare, you know, and landed on me. And like, for all that is like still kind of a little chaotic outside, like it feels just like nice and secure mm-hmm. where I am. Yeah. So that's been nice. That's a great feeling to have. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. It's just kind of like you said, a lot to process something that yeah just having to deal with that and finding the best way to deal with it where you know remaining positive but also kind of maintaining some stability as well and being pragmatic if that makes sense you know yeah so kind of keep a balanced perspective but um yeah you're right it did happen pretty suddenly (laughs) yeah and I think we're all still kind of adjusting and and every time I feel like I think I've adjusted, is something else happens that causes for another realignment. So I think this current situation is requiring all of us to be very flexible and malleable in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good word, malleable. Yeah, I like that word. <laughs> yeah, some of us are having to be in even when we don't want to, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, so, I mean, I honestly will say I came back to Girlfriends from letting it sit away for a while. And it was a welcome, like, mm-hmm. joyful, not, just welcome back, you know, yeah. <laughs> all of this the journey. Like, mm-hmm. let me go back to following this journey with these mm-hmm. women and just these stories. And I enjoyed my watches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a nice reprieve. It kind of gives us a moment to disconnect from this world. Kind of enter into another world of happier time. <laughs> you know? So I definitely felt that way. Not especially with today's episode. It just really reminded me of the importance of friendship again and having good friends and having friends that care about you. So I'm going to turn it over to you now for yes. this episode. So everything fishy ain't so what happened girl (laughs) oh episode seven yes so we found out that tony is she's she's out there she's in the news Mm -hmm. she's dating Mm -hmm. uh, a white gentleman councilman who's Mm -hmm. running for mayor you know she was like joan calls her and like you're in the news she's like yeah my little white boy you know 
mm-hmm. all that good stuff, which brings up lots of other issues, or we'll table that for right now. And so then we, Joan lets us know that she saw Darnell on yes. the trip back. She took an overnight trip coming back. She saw Darnell sitting with another woman who was feeding him strawberries. Yes. <laughs> I mean, what a business lunch, right? I mean, what? <laughs> Y'all are just out, like, right there doing that. So she saw it, and so she was beside herself to come to a decision about, like, whether to tell Maya mm. that she saw something. So she going back and forth and back and forth, just making hypothetical situations. It's a lot. And she finally says something. And says, you know, I saw something. I thought it was kind of strange and I wanted to let you know. So it puts Maya in a position where either is this woman coming, being forthright with me up front about something she saw or do I really have to question my husband? Like what's going on in my marriage, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it made it like delve deeper into Maya's relationship with Darnell, which was good for us to see. I think as viewers and but it also let us see like maybe she's not the woman that we thought she was what do you mean just in the way that she was just so quick to be like oh he's right like why should i Mm -hmm. question him like that is rude on my part wow watch yourself (laughs) you know i don't know i just was kind of like huh We'll, we'll get into that. But anyway, so go back and forth between Maya and Darnell and Tony and her gentleman, her councilman. Mm-hmm. And it's just those different dynamics and Joan dealing with her sense of, I don't know, transparency mm-hmm. <laughs> and a friend's feelings. Yes, and you know where that can like when you find yourself in that situation where you see something strange i can say that i've been in that kind of a situation before so a girlfriend of mine was married i was at work we went to like a work lunch like a holiday lunch or something Mm -hmm. and at the cheesecake factory (laughs) (laughs) and you know i'm sitting there sitting way back but facing the door and my friend's husband walks in with another woman and I'm like I, 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 that's weird <laughs> so I just text her and was like question mark I'm seeing your husband with another woman at like mm-hmm. one o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> like mm-hmm. what's happening so I didn't want to like get like up in it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just in that similar type of situation. Like I said something, it was strange. I said something. It reminded me of that situation and all other kinds of things. But yeah, that's how that went. It was a good episode. So what was the outro oh, for you? that situation? I was mm-hmm. just, you know, the fallout. <laughs> yeah. The fallout. So you mm-hmm. know, it was not pretty. Yeah. Not pretty. And I mean, I don't know that she already wasn't aware of that, but mm-hmm. like, you know, for somebody outside to confirm that, like it was not great. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, but, you know, she's a much happier person now, and I'm very happy for her. Wait, she's still married to you? No, no, no. Oh. No, no. No, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> hmm. Moved on. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Many other things, but gotcha. That didn't help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. So sorry. Just thought of that. But yeah. What um did you think about Tony dating a white man? Have you ever dated outside of your race? <laughs> Are you not ready for that? Yeah, question? That's free. <laughs> I wish I had to see you that picture. <laughs> hey, Margaret, girl. Oh, I like to do my things on the low. Like, yes, let's turn it real quick. Ooh, but I'm not getting lying. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because especially with this episode with the hair, that's something that like a topic that's kind of being broached right now because I have I have crocheted hair. Like my hair is crocheted, right? And so I mm-hmm. kind of feel like he's like looking at me like, yo. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. Is that you? I don't think that's you. So it's like, you know, but I'm like, cool, whatever. So, you know, my hair is, I'm natural anyway. So, yeah. You can do that. You can do whatever you want. Exactly. And if we get to that, yeah. And that's exactly what you can tell us. You can do whatever I want. (laughs) You know, you know how I roll. I don't think he really, he's going to like whatever I give him. So, Mm -hmm. that's exactly right. (laughs) So, whatever I want, you will take. I'm like my mama. When my mom would ask my nieces and nephews, what do you want to eat? And I said, we want some hamburgers. She's like, no, you don't want that. You want potatoes. That's what you want. <laughs> you want potatoes. Yeah, and they will want it. And I do the same thing with men. No, this is what you want. I'm telling you, you're going to enjoy this. So he'll be fine. <laughs> um, I thought it was, you know, I just appreciate Tony always doing what's in Tony's best interest. Always. I was excited when I saw it. I mean, she was always, she was already being like, y'all better support him, like walking around, like shooting buttons and stuff. And like the other people, they're like, why aren't you wearing one? She's like, please. Yeah. (laughs) Boning for zoning, boning for zones. (laughs) Whatever. Amazing. I think um, Tony really represents the quintessential being a quid pro quo, you know? We're gonna both benefit from this arrangement. And I think it's so interesting how like 20 years ago, kind of always have to reference that that was a real topic. And I think about, especially as someone who dates interracially, how like 20 years ago, I know I wouldn't have been as bold as Tony, even though like subconsciously, I, I didn't know it, but I was definitely attracted to non-black men but that was like one of the internal barriers that I had was like well they don't you know they're not attracted to black women or something about our hair you know and Tony was mm-hmm. like look I got this from the Korean lady on Crenshaw what you gonna buy the next month <laughs> so like I appreciate her brazen attitude her very unapologetic attitude about who she is and I think it's because of that that he found her attractive but I also think that towards the end as well 
something I wrote down that a politician will always use others to advance their agenda. <laughs> mm. Yeah. You didn't feel that she was kind of initially hesitant to explain that to him, like, at first? Oh, yeah, you're, you're right, friend. I definitely agree. I definitely agree that she was like, I'm going to have to have this conversation with him, you know? I think with Black women, we feel like that that's something that is, it doesn't have to be explained with Black men. I think mm-hmm. uh, 20 years forward now, I just see a lot of Black women who are dating interracially. And when it comes to how they, their hair care, most of those women who I see date interracially anyway, they wear their natural hair and some don't. It, I think it just shows from the show to now, how Black women, how we have progressed in our own mental state about what we consider or deem to be attractive and how we're becoming more secure within ourselves, that we're not allowing that external feature to stop us from connecting with someone who appreciates us and values us. But I definitely Mm -hmm. agree with you. I think she... She was, yeah, because you could tell she was ready to be rejected. And she already had her armor up. And then when he mm-hmm. did, she was fine with it. So, yeah. Yeah. What do you, what did you think? No, I would, I just thought, I just noticed that. And I feel like, yeah, but she, it's almost like she thought she might be judged by him. Oh, definitely. Or something. Mm-hmm. And so I was just kind of like, huh. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've stated outside of my race. I guess I never answered that question. Mm-hmm. But I have. And, you know, it is strange but just maybe just like oh this is information that you know you now need to know about mm-hmm. I don't want like you know I'm giving you all this information mm-hmm. I need to retain it yeah because I don't want to constantly explain to you every night explain it. and so remember you know mm-hmm. so things like that and just yeah like you kind of don't have to worry about those things mm-hmm. dating but mm-hmm. I think it kind of also goes or brings us into that territory of how my wearing extensions especially in the um in the case like with Tony's extensions and how her hair is um in a very natural the straight or relaxed look and how when we look at figures of beauty or archetypes of beauty how they always are throwing their manes you know they have these luxurious luxurious and luxurious mane of hair and and when black women are here in our natural coily state it don't it doesn't do that (laughs) you know what I'm saying so I think too that's something that I appreciate Mara again bringing forth and then kind of allowing us to extrapolate what we wanted from it and how if we go back two episodes before when Tony said when uh, when Joan told Tony you use your beauty and not really thinking about how Tony has to mold herself into what the greater culture sees as beautiful you know Mm. that makes sense yeah Um, it does yeah and also thinking about too, if I were a white man, like on the outside looking in, does do white men or non-black men see how where black women are positioned in the social hierarchy when it comes to attractiveness? And why are they wearing weave? Like I know for some women, you know, they wear weave because they just want to. Mm-hmm. They like the, you know, the versatility, especially if your hair is natural. They believe that it is a protective style. I think for women, it's all across the board. It's very different opinions. I think mm-hmm. that, the, you know, but for some women, we could admit, and also too, for some positions some women work in, they have to wear a relaxed look because 
that's what's considered to be the cultural norm or the organizational norm, you know? Mm -hmm. But Black women wearing their hair that way, it also, it helps her to assimilate into the greater culture and to be accepted as normal. So I think it would be when, if you are dating interracially, you have to kind of broach that subject about how Black women are just the standard or the requirements that are forced upon us to accommodate and to assimilate so we can be considered okay and normal. Hmm. But back to you. So when you had to broach the hair, the topic of hair, how did you do that with your bracket? I would have held on to that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, if it was Brad Pitt, because we wouldn't be on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> leveled up. <laughs> no, no, I mean, honestly, like mm-hmm. looking back on it, like that was when, you know, I was relaxed and everything mm-hmm. and I just don't even know that I really like you didn't have to much mm-hmm. you know yeah. <laughs> I just feel like it was just like this is what this is like yeah. you know mm-hmm. like maybe answered here or there but mm-hmm. just don't worry about it yeah. <laughs> like was almost the the way yeah. you know and so I don't know I mean wasn't the best way I'm sure but mm-hmm. now I'm just like well you know it's nice to also, you know, be natural and then like be able to be flexible and like it kind of be like, oh, mm-hmm. just new aspects of this person that I know. Right. And like this, oh, it just brings forth like just something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. So. But no, let's talk about the Joan Maya girl. <laughs> you know, Joan was a good friend. I think this episode yeah. really showed how Joan in that mother archetype, she is very protective of the people who she cares about. And appreciate her going to the group first and stating what she saw to try to you know to try to get a check-in and get a different perspective before she moved forward you know of course William was like you know you didn't see anything you're creating a case in your mind it was nothing and I at least appreciate her going to the other women and uh, William and exploring it before she moved forward that was that was a difficult conversation and I have to say on the outside looking in I'm not sure if I would have done that (laughs) I know like it was tough Mm -hmm. to watch because like the second that like Joan like you know initially was hypothetical about William Mm -hmm. and blah 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 and you know she had to dig further and it was just like Joan just say something yes. my goodness you made it so much worse mm. and so when she finally said something like Maya immediately is just like oh you know you're like I mean unleashes on Joan like all these yes. like things that she obviously feels about her and like doesn't say and like took that opportunity to just like say it all it was just like just so she could feel just a little better about mm-hmm. Joan having told her mm-hmm. that, you know, about the possibility of like your husband might not be who you think he is. Mm-hmm. And it just like set off this like <laughs> flame. I think that's a great example. Yeah. I noted that as well that, you know, that was a difficult conversation for Joan to have with Maya, especially, I mean, just with how the show, the episode was framed, you can tell that. I was with Joan. I would have came to the same conclusion if I witnessed something of that nature. 
And the way Maya, like like you said, she, upon hearing the information, I noted that how our friends sometimes, they can keep a backlog <laughs> mm. of our mistakes. And like you said, how Maya really felt about Joan, boy, you know, Joan gave her an opportunity to put it out there where you said you had a gut feeling about this. So you had a gut feeling about that. Well, I didn't know you were the record keeper, Maya. I need you to keep my notes on my schedule, not my mistakes, okay? <laughs> but that was just interesting to me that she but I also appreciate too how Maya quickly gained her composure right and was able to move mm. forward clearly in the conversation and we can see now you know she flipped it on John because she felt insecure about what was going on and then she came back she apologized and then she you know she uh, you know reaffirmed her position in her husband's life but what do you think about that exchange that night between Maya and Darnell and also the show that's bad editing too because Joan saw Darnell at a previous time, remember? And then she said, Joan saw you today, but they had already had lunch early in the episode. That's just me. That's just my Virgo coming out. <laughs> Does that make sense what I'm saying? Remember at the beginning of the episode, Joan saw Darnell? Mm -hmm. So she had already witnessed the incident. But then later that night, Maya oh. says, Joan saw you today. No, she didn't. She saw you a couple of days ago. But that's, that's yeah. That's, yeah, I'm one of those type of bitches. Wait, I followed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. But the mm -hmm. question at hand, what did you think? No. The exchange between Darnell and Maya. Yeah, he um, <laughs> he he just turned that right Girl. back around on her. And I was just like, oh. so yeah. he was just like, how could you? ever think after mm -hmm. everything we've been through like can you just say no and say it mm -hmm. and he just wouldn't you know and so and then she's just like he's right <laughs> she just is just like she can't even Joan immediately sees it you know mm -hmm. and she's just so quick to like defend him like that yeah lover archetype that she is. It, that's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> she, 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 like Maya, she is the lover. And as the lover, to me, is analogous to like the sun and the moon with the man being a sun and a woman is the moon. She's his reflection. And when he, I put down on it, um, I wrote in my notes, either she trusts him entirely or he totally removes herself. He totally removes himself from her world. Where if there's no sun, who is she going to reflect? You know, mm -hmm. so that's just her nature to just trust and be totally devoted to Darnell. And so it's like you said, at the expense of doing that as a lover archetype as women, we may not use that mother instinct as Joan possessed to kind of like, huh, am I protecting myself? And then also too, with the wise woman and the queen to actually take the time to think about what has happened here. But she does later in the episode, when she's removed from the intimate atmosphere, she's back at work, she's able to rash, she, that masculine energy, her rationality comes back in. And she's like, no, she's lying. And she moved past that emotion. And I was happy to see that. What did you think about that? No, when he came in explaining more to Joan than he did to Maya, I was like, girl, excuse me? Who you married to, Joan oh, Maya? Girl. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, when she, yeah, when she flipped that around, I was like, okay, oh, okay, Maya. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, girl, yes, mm -hmm. yes, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I just think that all, that exchange also showed the value of how much Maya valued Joan's friendship 
they, how they valued each other. Because as you stated, I've never been in that position personally, but I'm one to also learn from others' experience. I know of other women who've been in that position. And when they shared that information with their friend, like you did, this was coming from a place of love. This is not coming from a place, of, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not judging you. In 90% of situations, the women turned on their friends. Again, it's their lovers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I would rather keep him than to keep you as a friend. And because you've brought something to my attention that I don't want to deal with, it's so easy for women to make the other, their friend the issue. When the friend is not the issue, it's the person who you're in a relationship with who's lying to you and is lying to you. I think I had asked you about the early mature situation outcome. Your friend moved on. How did she feel towards you? What was the interaction between you two? I don't think anything ever changed. <laughs> like, if anything, it probably mm -hmm. brought us, like, even just, like, a step closer. Yeah. Like, it was just like, no, I don't understand what's happening, but... I'm definitely going to say something. Mm -hmm. So do you think there's a quality or a trait that should be present in a friendship to that's going to, I'm not going to say guarantee that outcome, but will maybe produce an outcome where your friendship is going to remain intact? I wouldn't even know <laughs> what that quality would be, you okay. know? I mean, it's a beautiful thing when you can trust that mm -hmm. instinct, when you don't have to question it, when you know, like, you're going to come out the other side of it. It'll be where y'all were just even better or stronger. But I don't know. Do you have a name for that quality? I don't know. I'm like you. Maybe it's your friendship with this person was based on honesty. Maybe she was an open person, you know? And maybe you would have to gauge that friend in their area of self-worth. Do they believe they're worthy? Because Maya, she believes she's worthy. She has high self-worth and high self-value, you know? Whereas I think with some women who may not have that and they value that other person that they're in a relationship with more than they value themselves, I kind of see in those situations, the women would turn on their friend who was only giving them information that was to protect them. They wouldn't take it that way, you know? Does it make sense? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. It could have gone either way. <laughs> exactly. Because I mean, remember how when Darnell comes in, I thought that was interesting. I noted that he says Maya looking out for her girl, but Darnell says, but Maya is his woman. Yeah, so it's like I wrote this, that down. The possession is there. Yes. <laughs> and I think maybe that's why when he brought it, he came in and he explained it. He didn't explain it to Maya. He explained it to Joan. It's almost like a, I don't know what word I want to use. Like he was coming back in and claiming Maya again. I don't know. What did you write now? No, I just said a couple of things he said, like whatever you think you saw, you mm -hmm, didn't. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> back up. Darnell, you know, so one of those just, yeah, coming in like coming in hot and right, very defensive. Wow. Very, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I think that, I mean, if you were to come in and he was like, Hey, Jones, and Maya was present and he had asked Maya, you know, is it okay if I speak to her about this? I want you to be here. If his, I don't know if his demeanor was different, if he was like, you know, here's what you saw. I could see why you would interpret it this way, right? But here's what was going on. I mean, it still could have been a lie. We know now it was, but just, 
I think it would have been received differently, you know, versus like he came, he came in, he definitely put down this boundary to let Joan know, if you ever see me do anything else again, you better not say anything to Maya. That's what I got. <laughs> yes. He definitely, I mean, his chest was swole. Like, I feel like he grew, like, within 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> and he just had the incredible hope when he walked through Joan's office, you know? But like you said, she's like, you know, Joan has a single woman's gut. She has a married woman's gut. And she's like, my husband don't ever explain. I would mind. And most men don't explain their actions, you know? Mm-hmm. They have been Yeah, but is there a difference between a single woman's gut and a married woman's gut? Isn't it just a gut instinct? I put that down there, too. Our listeners who are married, please let us know. I think there's just a different gut between like a mother. Like when a woman becomes a mother versus a woman who may not be a mother. I think there's something there that may be present that wasn't present before. What do you think? No, I agree with that. No, Mm -hmm. I can definitely see. Yeah, I would be interested to know. Mm -hmm. I think it goes back to those, like with the psychic functions of the feminine, especially like in the mother, it goes back to our instinctual drives. Those drives arise without our prompting. <laughs> it's like when a, in the lover archetype, when a woman meets a man that she's attracted to, look at her, her body. She doesn't tell her body to do those things. <laughs> she just knows what to do, girl, okay? <laughs> just knows how to come on, okay? <laughs> and the same with the mother, like how those motherly instincts arise and that woman just knows without any prior knowledge or any when instructing her, she just kind of knows what to do. I can see that function in a relationship. Yeah. I appreciate how Maya handled it because Darnell had definitely created that situation where he had reversed the situation where he made Joan look crazy. He made Joan mm-hmm. look like the enemy. And mm-hmm. that wasn't cool at all. Yeah. So that was the last note I put on there was like, I appreciate Maya giving Joan the space to be honest. And maybe that's the quality that I was kind of reaching for earlier is that, do we give our friends the space to be honest and say what they are really thinking, you know? I mean, it's hard. You know, it's always difficult to have a difficult conversation. Mm-hmm just to be able to express your feelings. But it's important to, if you hope to advance the relationship and grow just as an individual. Mm-hmm. That's if you want to grow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I would just know. So I think too, in most with most women, before your friend shares that information with you or before someone else brings that information to you, usually know. Is that, what do you think about? What do you think? Is that true? Again, <laughs> your gut instinct. Yeah. <laughs> is that just simply not what it is? Mm-hmm. This was a good one. It was a good episode. And I think it really showed, again, a very positive view of friendships and a quality that we might want to make sure that we have in our own friendships. And, and that do we have that space that when people who care about us can they tell us things or share with us information that that we might need to know that might mm-hmm. be vital to us yeah so soul rise questions my first soul rise question is is that in our friendships your friends have the space to speak honestly is that space available yeah and another soul rise question was um 
the gut is a married woman's gut different from a single woman's gut are they different what do you have friend definitely the gut instinct Mm -hmm. question and then also just no i mean i feel like they were both kind of just right in line with yours Mm -hmm. like do we have do you have the space in your friendships to have those more deeper conversations Mm -hmm. more more insightful conversations that delve a little further mm-hmm. into the friendship mm-hmm. and who you both are. Yeah. Maybe another soul rise question we could pose is considering this was 20 years ago versus now. In this stage in your life, if you saw a friend and her husband or boyfriend or partner was engaging in activity that you thought was a bit suspicious, would you tell her? Or would you just keep quiet and mind your business? How would you handle it? I think I'd handle it the same we'll way now same way. than I did then. Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, it depends that's on the friends. Me. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> that's all it is, Jamika. It depends on the friends. Yeah, you know some of your friends, girl. Girl, be quiet. <laughs> be quiet. <laughs> it's going to throw you in the trash can. Okay. <laughs> it's the truth. Just... She'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Mind your business. That's all. Mind your business. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, what about the hair? What's the summer rise question we could pose around the hair? Hmm. Oh, and how at the very end where he, when, you know, <laughs> was so upsetting. I know. I felt so bad for Tony. But girl, that's okay. Because Tony was ready. It was hilarious. Uh, Joe Clay. <laughs> and fled. Oh my goodness, she, anyway. But no, when he was just the way that he understood mm-hmm. her, when she was giving him the framework of her her hair <laughs> journey or whatever, mm-hmm. and he just was like, you know, like you said, like a politician always. Advancing their agenda. Mm-hmm. Advancing their agenda. And then, but just also him just being like, ooh, I can get the black vote. You know, let me, as much as she was saying he can scratch my back, mm-hmm. he was same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't that the so, um, relationship so? Mm. I think it is. I, I don't know why we don't like to broach that. I think it is. Both individuals want their back scratch. And people who don't want to admit to that, I don't know. I feel like they're living under an illusion. <laughs> we do want, we don't want to say it though, because I think it's impolite. But behind closed doors those are thoughts we're thinking we're looking at how this person is going to help us we're looking at the opportunity this present he's doing the same thing um you're right he he was and so but but unfortunately it was to her like if she's got an image mm -hmm. you know like it don't worry about the upkeep of it right here it is (laughs) exactly so Yes. So maybe a question we could pose is that for our listeners who interracial relationship or have been, how did you broach the topic of hair? And because even with me in my, you know, evolving situation right now, see it as a like oh my god we're gonna have that conversation i just see it as yeah this is my hair you know this is how i like to wear it Mm -hmm. i wonder do our listeners feel like our hair is almost like women who have kids and are dating a guy he doesn't know that she has kids it's like oh i gotta tell him i got two little ones (laughs) our hair the same way like oh my god i gotta tell him about my hair i don't feel like wearing my butt does it make sense no, it does, and it's the perfect. 
god, he like me, but girl, tell him about these kids at home. He gonna run, you know? Are we thinking like when we get to interracial relationships, are we doing the same thing? Like, oh my god, girl, I gotta tell him that it takes me three hours to wash and twist my hair. Oh my god. I mean, just with the, I don't think men care. That's what I've learned. I think a lot of it, we make up in our head. I think you're exactly right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening as always. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and we look forward to connecting with you on the next podcast. Have a great day. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you for listening to today's podcast. I would also like to extend a thank you to the listeners who have offered suggestions as your feedback is welcome. If you would like to suggest a topic, if you have a question about today's podcast or the Soul Rise question, or if you just want to share how the series and the podcast resonates with you, you can always leave us a message. You can reach us on Instagram at Rise Beautiful Soul Podcast. You can find us on Facebook.com, Rise Beautiful Soul. And you can just always just come over to our website at www.risebeautifulsoul.com. So remember, beautiful souls, we are here to rise, shine, and self-actualize. I look forward to joining you on the next podcast.